Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amibros. We are back, yeah. back, back. The Amibros podcast another week. Shout out to all the listeners. Hope everybody's doing well out there. I am your host, uh, Damon Martin, and uh, beside me, no, we're not really beside me, we're, we're recording remotely, but uh, my two uh, wonderful brothers, Jeremy85, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Okay. You know what? I, I will tell you guys, I feel like the kid at the magic store who leaves with nothing. I mean, the wow. magic's just gone. I mean. Wow. You're in, his, <sighs> you're in, I mean, you're in your magic bag already, huh? I'm in my magic bag right now, and, uh, you know, no puns needed. Um, but if I was going to give you a, a, a big pun, uh, magic's no longer a player anymore. And um, <laughs> I, I would tell you guys. Oh, my God. That's not just when it comes to uh, to basketball as a player. But also when it comes to him as a GM. So, I mean, we can get into some different things. That's. 85 on. Yeah. Okay. He already okay. with it. That's man. how we're starting off. Jeremy, how you feeling? Are you ready to I, pod? I, oh, oh, I'm completely ready. I mean, let's get into it, man. I mean, I don't want to talk about these irrelevant people like uh, Aaron Rodgers, but let's get, let's get into it, man. First of all, how are you guys feeling? I, I mean, it's, we're recording a, a week, a, well, not a week, a, a day late this week. Uh, sorry to all the listeners. We're, you know, we ran into some technical difficulties. Uh, but we're we're here. But, but what's going on with you boys, man? Masters coming up. Uh, you know, uh, we got uh, the playoffs. We got a lot to talk about today, man. But let's, let's stay in the magic bag. Playoffs. <laughs> Hope we can win a game. Uh, anyway, yeah, man. But let's get know, to it, Jerry. Uh, what do you think about this magic? This magic deal, man. He obviously for listeners who who have been on the rock for the last twenty four to forty eight hours, uh, Magic Johnson resigned as the Lakers GM. Um, kind of surprising to to everybody involved. Um, and, and obviously the media. So, uh, Jerry, what do you think about this whole uh, this whole switching movement with the uh, with the Lakers organization? Well, this is what I think. I think Magic, at the end of the day, didn't want any blame for anything, and he wanted it to work out. And I think the job of being a, a, a director of player or not, the president of basketball operations when you're that job sounds like a very cool job to have. It sounds like a job when somebody's like, yeah, you know what? You should be general manager at a restaurant. Like that sounds like a pretty good job until you realize what general managers do. As, uh, and I can't think of my guy, Eric Thomas, I think is his name. The motivational speaker always talks about, everybody wants to be a beast so it's time to do what beasts do. And I think that's what happened. I think Magic got seduced by the title of being the player of or the the president of basketball operations thinking like, hey, I can do this as I've always done my entire life by just being magic. And when he realized how much work was involved and that there were 70, 80 hour work weeks during most of the year, he realized, nah, I really don't want no parts of this. And he said it, I think, eloquently. I don't even say eloquently. I think he said it as, as point blank as he possibly could during his his impromptu meeting yesterday when he said, I had a lot more fun 
when I was just Magic before I was a GM, before I was the, the president of basketball operations. And I want to go back to having more fun and being, being Magic. I don't think there's any easier way of explaining it than that. No, I mean, I you agree. think about that. He definitely seemed relieved to be out of that position, yeah. for sure. Like, think 100%. about this. If you're Magic, you ain't used to nobody telling you what to do. You have $800 million. You're part owner of the Dodgers. You tell people what to do. So now you got to answer to people who, in your opinion, don't know nearly, not in your opinion, in reality, Jeannie Buss don't know nowhere near as much about basketball as Magic Johnson or all these other people. So when he says, hey, look, we should get rid of Luke Walton, and then she's like, I'm not sure. In reality, nobody really cares what you think because you don't know anything about basketball. And Magic, I'm not telling you Magic was great as far as, as his decision-making, but I'm telling oh, you. terrible. But I'm telling you, he knew more than the genie bus did. Um, I, I'm, I'm willing to, to to bet the bank on that. Um, so, at the end of the day, I think it was a grinder's job. He didn't want that grinder's job, and I think he. There's a part of it where there's, uh, and I'll let Jeremy get into the the reports about ESPN, uh, and then there's also, uh, you know, a, a couple other things that we look at. There's a, um, you know, there's a, a situation where. Right now, it doesn't look like he might get that free agent that he was looking at getting. Uh, any of those guys that that he thought he was going to get as the uh, you know just by being magic. So I think he's looking at it and saying, "All right, if I leave now, I can say, well, look, I set it up for you guys.' And so, and let's say the Lakers hire David Griffin, and David Griffin's able to pull this off, right? He's able to get a Kyrie because of the relationship he had before, or he's able to get a. Uh, I'm not sure Kawhi is even reasonable. But, you know, if, let's say he's able to pull something like that off. You know what Magic's going to say? See, I told you guys, I set him up perfectly. All this was me. And if it doesn't, he's going to say, well, I got you guys LeBron, and then I left. I would have gotten somebody else. So I think at the end of the day, that's what it boiled down to. I think Magic did not want the pressure of having to live up to his expectations that he had. And... I think he checked out. I mean, and and saying checked what, out. I think what harsh. happened when he didn't get AD, I think that probably was a, and he couldn't get Luke Walton. Out there. I mean, he couldn't really. I think that kind of dealt him a blow that he probably couldn't recover from when when that whole New Orleans deal fell through. Yeah, I mean, and and the, the other part about it is this: if you're Magic Johnson, there is a a very good thought process from him that like, all right, I can be just magic and attract people to come there. I don't think that necessarily works nowadays. I don't think people are usually going there for one person. I think LeBron went there because he went to move to LA and wanted to be a Laker. And then you look at like the reports mean, that came uh, out. Hollywood superstar. I don't know if you want to be a Laker. I think that was like good. If LeBron didn't want to be a Laker, he was just curious about going to, to Hollywood. He could have gone to the Clippers. He could have gone anywhere. I think LeBron wanted to be a Laker because of that legacy. I think there was obviously – the thing that, that irks me about, like, oh, people are like, oh, he just wants to go to Hollywood to do movies. LeBron's been doing movies from Cleveland. Like, it's not like LeBron is not – This whole time. Duh, he's been Jeremy, he was doing a barbershop and everything while he was in Cleveland. Jerry, Jerry, now he's doing the barbershop, and he's doing the million-dollar mile. And he's doing, Jeremy, before he's the million-dollar doing... mile, he had another show that was on NBC that was one of those shows. He's he's been doing. He was on train wreck four years ago. He's been doing movies and doing things sure. out of Cleveland. I'm not was like A and R. Was he A and R in uh, Two Chains? Like like literally, LeBron, LeBron is basketball is like eighth on his priority list right now. 
Jeremy, I, can, I don't know a guy's eighth on his priority list is averaging 27, 9, and 8. But what I am what I will tell you is this. People are looking at it like, oh, yeah, well, LeBron went there for Hollywood. As if, one, Hollywood is even the hottest place when it comes to doing movies and stuff. That's Atlanta. Y'all know what that is. Secondly. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Jeremy, we're not even going to pretend like that's true. Jeremy, Atlanta does more movies now than Hollywood does. True story. Yeah. They really do. Atlanta does more box office more. movies. More box. Now it is. Like they passed. Product. They had an article about they they passed Hollywood for the most movies done here because of all the tax benefits and th- things that come from movies. Their movies done here all the time, and we we surpassed Pat Bad maybe, Boys too when I was downtown. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh Netflix movies, but I'm talking about real movies. Um, overall, Bad Boys too, like I said, was being filmed when I was doing uh national sales media. At the, no, at the we do a, we do a lot of movies, and we do a lot of box office movies, but. I don't know if it compares to, to Hollywood. I, and I'm not telling you from a historic. I'm just telling you when people make that narrative, like LeBron could. It's like when people say, oh, well, somebody Jared, wants to go to a bigger market. Why are you market. defending LeBron doing movies? Like, what's what's that? Like, I'm, not defending, really like I'm not defending you LeBron. You're going to I'm not about de- LeBron doing movies in Cleveland. No, no, because Jeremy's brought that up, and I've heard that a lot. And I said, I don't think that makes any sense because LeBron's been doing that from Cleveland. And it's not like – like if you people think about, all right, where you live, and I hear this all the time about like, oh yeah, well you know you want to live in a you know in L.A., which is great. L.A. is beautiful place, place I would love to move one day. But forty one out of your eighty two games are on the road. You're literally on the road during the season for majority of the time, and then you look at it off season. Everybody has a house in L.A. Jimmy Butler has a house in L.A. A.D. has a house in L.A. Like everybody has a house in L.A. during the summertime. So I think the the overblown part is like, oh yeah, well LeBron is moving to LA just because of the fact of I think it more had to do with his kids wanted to go, he wanted his kids to go to the schools there. I think it had to do with wanting to play for the Lakers, and I think if he wins a title for the Lakers, it, it throws him maybe over Jordan on that that conversation for most people. I already think he is, but I think it oh, does oh, for oh, us oh, people. Oh, oh, sure. Let's, 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 let's sure. stay on topic sure. right here. We we just the original question. I appreciate your your response here, but the original question was, was what do you think about Magic Johnson stepping down for his position as GM of the Lakers? You got into why he is justified in doing movies from from Cleveland. <laughs> yes, let, I did. Let, let, let me touch <laughs> this. Let me touch this piece. <laughs> so, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is a person who has no problem, no um, apprehension in quitting something if he's not good at it. Magic Johnson has showed you that in his lifetime. He was really good at basketball. He didn't quit. He wasn't a very good coach. He coached 16 games and quit. <laughs> he was Magic Talk Show host. The magic like a can in like two months. Yeah, the Magic Hour. Like a can in like two months. It wasn't like can. Magic he quit. Talk. But, Jeremy, <laughs> you're talking about all his failures. Let's talk about the hundreds of Magic Johnson Starbucks in LA. Oh, yeah, I'm not trying to say it all. you got to you got to I'm not at all trying to say Magic Johnson is, is uber successful. A, Almost everything he genius, touches succeeds. I'm just saying, if something's not going right, Magic's not going to see it through. And this situation could not have gone worse. I mean, if you really look at everything that's happened, uh, all the trade assets that they wanted to trade away have all mysteriously gotten injured. Um, they messed up the whole AD situation. LeBron looks like a shell of himself. Uh, the people no, that that Stop Luke it. Walton has traded, he does. The people that Luke Walton, I mean not Luke Walton, uh, the Magic Johnson has traded since he got there. He traded Lou Williams when he first got there. He traded D'Angelo Russell. He didn't re-sign Julius Randle. 
He traded uh, Zubat for Muscala. He didn't re-sign Brooke Lopez. Those five alone would probably beat this Laker team. Like, Magic Johnson, and I said it a couple weeks ago, Magic Johnson was worse in this position than Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is doing this from good old Charlotte. Magic Johnson is in L.A. As much as Jerry wants to pretend, oh, no, L.A., they're only there for, you know, an extra four or five months out of the year, so nobody really cares about that. No, he's in L.A. with the Lakers, with the most popular brand, and he can't even do what Jerry West did with the Clippers with literally nobody on that roster. I would rank in a top 50 player in the league. Like, that's really what we're dealing with, with with Magic. He put together a terrible team. His team made absolutely no sense. If you put together a team of people that you're threatening to trade and another group of people that are on one-year contracts and you expect them to come together and really fight hard for this team with LeBron, who's going to blame deflect, you're just not – it's not very smart. So – Let's talk about next steps. Next steps. Step number one. Do not, I repeat, do not hire a Lakers guy. Hire somebody from the outside. Number two. Do not hire a LeBron guy. David Griffin. Tyron Lue. Um, any of these people that have worked with LeBron in the past and the LeBron puppets, I don't want on the team. Hey, go out and get Masai Ujiri. Go out and get, I don't know, you're the Lakers. Go offer R.C. Buford the job and see if he wants it. There's so many people. Yeah, R.C. Buford, he's just like, you know what? I know I've been in San Antonio for 25 years and have basically. I'm not saying he's going to, I'm not saying he's going to get him. I'm saying there's nobody I'm leaving off the call list. It's not like, I'm, I'm the Lakers. It's not like. Hey, if, if Halle Berry wants a date, she's not going. You know what? All those guys seem like they're taking. If Did you realize they're on a contract? You, you can't just reach out to everybody. You have to get permission from the teams to reach out, right? Uh, permission is permission. I really don't care. What? We need to go out and get somebody. What was that? Permissions, <laughs> permissions. Bobby Schmurter, permissions? What? <laughs> I mean. At the end of the day, what are we famous for? We got magic. What's the your cup? Magic is famous for tampering. He's no longer a team employee. Magic can reach out on behalf of Genie. It's perfect. Well, here, here's what I will tell y'all is this. All right, last points on this, guys. I think I don't think Magic did a terrible job. I mean, obviously, I don't think he did a good job. But people people really underestimate the injuries of this, this team. People don't realize this year in games that LeBron and Kuzma – and Brandon Ingram and Lonzo played. They were fifteen and eight. Fifteen and eight over a season is fifty-three wins. How many wins do the Rockets and the Nuggets have? Fifty-three. But Jared, that's that's like so, a, a twenty-three game sample. Last year, no, 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 I, I, it is after, a, after, a small sample. But what I'm saying is this: there was twenty-three games where your top four players played on the same team, and when they played together, they played well. But it was a small sample, and so. When you look at it and say, "All right, long term, do I do I think that even that that whole most of that roster is going to be together at, next year?" I don't, but I think to to act like, "Hey, injuries weren't a huge role in this this team." Not just LeBron, because obviously LeBron getting injured hurts, but Brandon Ingram missing thirty games and Lonzo missing forty games and Kuzma missing twenty five games. Like that, those are big injuries. Not even to mention Rondo missing games. And the rest of the crew. So I think at the end of the day, I don't think he did a terrible job. I just think it was a situation where he got in over his head. And last thing, when situations are popping off, they can't be conversations about, hey, where's Magic to make a statement? Oh, he's on vacation in Hawaii. 
during the season. Like that that can't happen, especially during the off season when you're supposed to be working and, and you're doing, you know, five week cruises to Spain. Like you just that lifestyle, I would love it. He, he's living his best life. He's living his Jerry, best life. Jerry, Jerry I, my my last comment would be. As much as you can say that about injuries, I can say the same thing about the Lakers last year. After the New Year's last year, in games Brandon Ingram and, and Julius Randle played, they were 22-13. and 13. That over a full season would be 52 wins. So, at the end of the day, injuries are a part of the game. I don't want any excuses from that perspective. And what I am saying is, he got rid of Lou Williams. Lou Williams might be the best player on the uh, Clippers. He got rid of Julius Randle. Julius Randle's probably a, 30, a top 30 player in the league. He got rid of Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is perfect for playing with LeBron. He got rid of D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell's an all-star and got his team to the playoffs. Like, the people he's gotten rid of and what he's gotten back from him has been terrible. So, I'm glad he's going. I hope he has a great time. Um, I saw him already tweeting for again. Sure, for sure. So, I, I think uh, he, he announced yesterday I'm taking my talents to Twitter. So, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll see what happens in, uh, in, in L.A. land. Especially with the offseason, I'm sure there's going to be some moves being made. They're going to have to be made, obviously, but uh, we shall see. But uh, final games are wrapping up. Uh, I just watched some highlights of D-Way taking his last uh, – I think he had a triple-double tonight. He had a pretty good game with Le- LeBron, uh, CP3, uh, Melo sent courtside for their boy. Look, pretty dope moment, but uh, yeah, we're, we're on the people that are actually playing in the playoffs other than – I mean, CP3 <laughs> is. Uh, but let's start with Jared this time, man, like – What's going on in this playoffs? We start this weekend. What do you think is the, the biggest storyline? What, what do you think is going to happen? What's your prediction? There's two storylines, and I think one of them involves CP3 and the Rockets. Rockets made a huge mistake. They lost that game to OKC two nights ago. And it may not seem like a big deal, but here's why it's a big deal. One, you're up 11 going into the fourth. You had control, complete control of the game. Secondly, if you win that game, you're guaranteed the number two seed. Now, if Portland wins tonight, which it looked like they were going to win, and Denver wins, you're the four seed. You fall all the way to number four, which means you play Golden State second round. The only possible benefit of playing Golden State second round is that Steph Curry rolled his ankle and might be somewhat gimpier earlier on in the playoffs than he is later. But that's not a good sign going into the playoffs. And right now, the way it sits, if you're the three seed, you play OKC. OKC is not a team you want to play first round. They're they're talented. They, they were playing great ball. Why aren't they? I'm gonna tell you why. Because if you're matched up with either OKC or the Clippers, I'm definitely taking the Clippers. You know why? OKC has dudes. They may not have played well over a stretch. Paul George is fully capable of outplaying James Harden. Westbrook is completely capable of outplaying Chris Paul. Like that is not a far stretch. And then once you get down to like, all right, I got, they got Capella. I got Stephen Adams. You guys got – I mean, they, you start going through the rosters, like they're a very comparable team. And so at the end of the day, you got Dennis Schroeder off the bench. You got a lot of guys that are playing on that roster who have a lot of playoff experience, where, whether it be Felton playing with OKC beforehand or a few other guys. So I would much rather play down that lineup. I thought it was a big loss. The second takeaway I'll tell you is Giannis, it's your time. Look, right now you're the best player in the league for the regular season. Him or Harden. You make your argument. I, I say it was Giannis because Giannis did so much rebounding, so much more. I mean, he did so many assists, and he's also probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, defensively, he's unbelievable. So if you're that guy, now's the time. 
Last year, I'll give you a pass. You had Jason Kidd get fired in the middle of the season. You made, you know, you made the playoffs. You lose in Game Seven to the Celtics. Like I, I can give you somewhat of a pass. Year before, you play the Raptors. You guys were up two one in the series, or maybe two zero in the series, and then end up losing it. And you're young. Now, no excuses. You're the one seed. You need to at least make the conference finals. You probably need to make the NBA finals. But if you lose to the Raptors in the conference finals, that's okay. You can't lose to the Celtics this year. I'm sorry. As much as that may seem harsh because the Celtics may have a lot of talent, you can't. If you're going to be the best player in the league, I need you to show it. Ball out. Jimmy, what do you uh, think about that, man? How you feel? What do you, what do you think about his playoffs? Jerry, that was really interesting. My boy, you, uh, my boy Kyrie going to show up. What are you going to uh, Overall, Jared I mean, brought up a lot of points. Jared brought up a lot of points. Most of them far-fetched and nonsense. But I'll dissect them one by one. Uh, first off, the Rockets. <laughs> The only thing they have to worry about is playing against the Warriors. If you can't beat the Warriors, you're not getting to the finals. If you can beat the Warriors, you're going to the finals. Nobody else in the West poses even a slight threat to the Rockets. OKC, I mean, the, I, I've been telling you guys this forever. The NBA players got it right. Russell Westbrook's the most overrated player in basketball. Is he talented? Yes. Is he skilled? Yes. Does he play super hard? Absolutely. I can sit and watch Russell Westbrook and be in complete awe of how he plays and at the same time recognize that he's absolutely the reason why they're not able to win. He, I mean, you're talking about a point guard who's shooting 62% free throws, 29% threes, and continues to jack up eight, nine, ten, three-pointers game. So um, they're not losing to the Thunder. It's not going to happen. I really don't care who they play in the first round. They're not losing. They're not going to beat Golden State. But I'll tell you this. Their best chance of beating Golden State is to beat Golden State as early as possible. Not because necessarily Steph's at foot, because I think Steph would be good by the second round. But the earlier you play, the less likely it is Chris Paul is going to be hurt during that series. I mean, it is what it is. We all know Chris Paul We're is. We're not going to wish that on Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm not wishing it on Chris Paul at all. But Chris Paul is in his 15th season. He's pretty much been injuring every one of them. He's a lot like Kyrie. At some point in time during the season, they're likely to get injured. But hopefully it's like Kyrie was in the year they won the title. He got injured very early on and came back and was strong whenever it was time to play in the playoffs. So um, the earlier you play, I think the better, because if something does happen to Chris Paul, knock on wood, and they're already past Golden State, oh, that'll be whoever it is without Chris Paul. Uh, James Harden to get through that. But um, at the end of the day, it's going to come down. It's going to be the Warriors, and the Warriors going to get it done. Um, on the Eastern Conference side, the Celtics are going to win. Jared, I hate to tell you, the Celtics are going to win the East, and it's not going to be that competitive. Um, everybody's hype on this. Oh man, Giannis, he's the best player in basketball. Can you guys please stop? You can't shoot in the playoffs. He doesn't need to. He, he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He does need. Shaq to. needed to shoot. I saw him take. I saw him take two steps from half court and dunk. Yeah, that's, that's he all need good. To shoot. <laughs> did Shaq shoot? Please remind me to Shaq. Shaq shoot. was a. Please remind me did Shaq play center or did he play point guard? But Jeremy, Giannis. Oh, uh, Giannis down. plays one through five. He Jer- doesn't need Jer- to shoot. So, he gets, okay, to, so he gets Brandon, a hold whenever he wants or whoever he does wants. Brandon Ingram need to shoot because Brandon Ingram's taller than. Don't uh, compare Brandon. Do stuff. not compare Brandon. Okay, that's why I'm, I'm not at all comparing. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, just because just because you're tall doesn't mean that you're, that you're. We're sack, not, sack I'm not saying. I'm, who who said that? Shack, because, because who said it? Because Giannis is tall that he's that has anything to do with his dominance. It's not, everybody in base tall. I'm saying he can't be guarded when he wants to get to the basket. 
So why does he well, need to shoot? What happens when you pack the paint and nobody? And nobody what has not happened? You have yet? Chris Middleton, you have because, Eric Bledsoe, you have Brooke no, Lopez. Wait, you wait, 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 you just talked for five minutes. This is my point. You asked the question. The reason, you said what happens when they pack the paint? I said they have Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton. I was talking to Damon. Hey, so that's the point. That, that, first of all, oh, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is a good player. Have you seen Chris Middleton in the playoffs? No. Um, Eric Bledsoe has he ever done anything in the playoffs? No. Um, what about uh, Brogdon? Is he even going to be back? Who knows? Is Miritich going to be there? Who knows? So at the end of the day, they're going to pack the paint and force somebody else to beat them. If you get, if you think Chris Middleton is going to beat the Celtics, you're sadly mistaken. In the playoffs, teams can come up with game plans. The games are generally much slower. You don't get out in transition nearly as much. So you're not going to get nearly as many free buckets. And you're going to see teams pack the paint a lot, like, a lot like the way they do Ben Simmons and force somebody else but Jeremy, don't compare Ben Simmons to Giannis either. Did that and I love Ben Simmons, but Giannis can hit a shot from ten feet. Ben Simmons, and and I'm, he, yeah, he's I'm not saying Giannis right. can't shoot, but he don't have to yeah, if he, you don't want to. And Jeremy, oh, wait, 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 quick, quick question: is, is Giannis better than LeBron was when LeBron made the finals in 07? No, he's not. But is that Bucks team much better than? Wait, 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 wait. Is that Bucks team much better than the Cavs? I'm not sure. What? I'm not sure. Like who? Like who? Like this Bucks team? Not that. Like the Bucks. If you Jeremy, really look at Jeremy, the 07 Cavs, their second best player was Daniel Gibson. Literally, this team has Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, Nikolai Miritich, Brogdon. Here's the thing, though. Here's what, here's what I don't want Jeremy to do because I know if Celtics win. I think Celtics team. will win in six games. Jeremy's going to come back and say Gian's still going to pretty much average a triple double. He's going to say Gian's got shut down, which is not true because he can't shoot. No, no, I'm not happen. saying that at all. I'm not saying it at all. In fact, I am actually hoping for the Bucks to win because on January 6, 2017, I put on Facebook that the Bucks will win a title in the next three years. And therefore, I am rooting for them to get through and win. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I think the Celtics are going to get it done. I think the Celtics will beat them in six. I think the Celtics will get through the Raptors pretty easily. Then they're going to blow, blow the pace off the floor. And it's going to be the LeBron lovers' worst nightmare Kyrie either is going to get another ring or, or the Warriors are going to get another ring. And Jared's going to sit back and he's going to hate it. It's going to be as bad as the Super Bowl when I had to sit back and watch the Falcons play against the Patriots. Well, here, here's the last thing I will tell you, Jeremy. Giannis for the season shot 58% from the field. And people knew how to pack the paint and they still couldn't do anything about it. So at the end of the day, you know what What doesn't, you know, what you can't stop? Same way I said with KD. You just double KD all you want. But when you're seven feet, and you can rise up over everybody. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter who you put on him. He's gonna jump and finger roll but, the ball from the free throw line. Uh, I'm fine. about to say K- KD's pulling up over you. You got a point there. Giannis, he's got to pull up over you and make the shot. Like, like if you double him, he's not he's not going. Oh man, I'm just gonna jump over somebody's head and then dunk. Like no, no. If you he's pull up over him, he's gonna jump and he's gonna literally reach his arm from the free throw line and lay the ball off glass. That's basically Giannis. Well, we we're gonna see, fellas. That's- Let's switch gears. Let's talk about this uh, really ridiculous uh, Twitter Twitter beef feud, whatever you want to call it, shit. But between AB and uh, Juju, to me, man, AB's getting super annoying. Uh, to me, he's on on a more annoying uh, wavelength than I mean, I think Terrell Owens could ever get on because he's just he's just petty, man. Like he's petty and selfish. I don't I don't understand why Gruden would bring him in. But anyway, let's get you guys' viewpoint on view on this. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think about this whole beef between Juju and AB? I was a proponent of the New Orleans Saints trading their second-round pick for A.B. at the end of the season last year. I said, you know what? This guy is 
probably the first or second best receiver in football. Um, he's still only 30 years old. I know he could be a little bit of a headache, but, you know, I think Sean Payton be able to deal with him. I think Drew Brees be able to deal with him. And then he started talking throughout the offseason. And since the offseason, I don't think there's been a shorter period of time I've lost more respect for a single individual in the world. Like, yeah. well, no, I'll take that back, uh, Bill Cosby. But never mind. Overall, I will say this about A.B. A.B. <laughs> seems like the biggest idiot in sports. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. I listen to him talk, and I'm like, this guy is so full of himself. That he like he makes Terrell Owens seem like the reasonable like like the like the like the normal guy in the room. Like if, if they held Terrell Owens out of the Hall of Fame for three years, the way AB's acting, he might never get in. And AB is an all all time great receiver. But how delusional do you have to be to screenshot a message that Juju sent you in college saying, "Hey, AB." Uh, I'm I play I'm at USC. Right. I'm a big fan. You seem like a great guy. What can I use do to get better? You see that? He thinks I'm a great guy, and he want to see how he can get better. Oh man, that makes Juju look terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what mindset are you in when you thought that was a bad idea, or you thought that was a good idea? Secondly, I, th- I think he thinks like Floyd. I think AB is like a reincarnated Floyd. But yeah, go ahead. But even even with that, at the end of the day, I think he's gonna get. I've already heard what's the guy's name? Uh, Justin Reed from Jackson. the Texans come out and say, "I'm looking forward to hitting him next year." He better be careful because he plays a very, very dependent position. And one throw from Derek Carr across the middle when one throw, throw from Derek Carr, perfect, perfect two point oh. Yeah, like, and, and the crazy part about that is perfect. You guys, people forget. Remember when Burfick laid yeah. him out and destroyed him? Who yeah. was the person who came back and got Burfick back? Juju, and it was nasty. Juju, and he t- he got a lot of he got a lot of uh, a lot of flack for that because it was he I took mean, he took a suspension for it. Yeah. So he took a suspension for AB and said nothing negative about AB. All he did was go out and get better. And AB can't take it. AB go sit down somewhere uh, and make sure you never color your uh, hair black blue or your mustache black blonde. All right, eighty five. Okay, what do you think about this man. So there's there's two parts to this. I don't like the fact of Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster looking like he's the innocent one in this. Because I, I get why A.B. went at Juju. And I'm going to tell you why. Not sure if you saw. Jeremy, did you see the tweet that Juju sent when uh, A.B. got traded to the writers? Yeah. It was of Juju catching a touchdown pass in the end zone. And A.B. not looking happy that Juju caught a touchdown in the end zone. Right? And he said, I'm ready to take over as a number one receiver. That was his tweet. So, although I, I'm i going to go back on A.B. on this. I completely think A.B. has been terrible in the situation. That's why he said he took an issue with Juju Smith-Schuster. It wasn't out of the blue. And when Juju says, I never said anything bad about it, you, that was some under underhanded shade that you threw out at him when he got traded. That's why he took a shot at you. Uh, Jer, I mean, you got, first, before, you, before you say that, Literally, AB doesn't look upset in these catches. AB's got a helmet on it. AB's watching him catch the ball. And he didn't say I'm ready to be the number one receiver. He just said, I'm ready. Like, the, like there was nothing at all derogatory about that. But the, the, the point of him posting that, and it, it, the reason is, Jeremy, if you see that actual the video of that, when AB is calling for the ball and then waves his hands afterwards, 
So it's the picture of where there was a lot of controversy coming from AB. And when you say I'm ready, I mean, AB gets traded and you say, all right, I'm ready. Then you're, that means I'm ready to be that number one dude. That's what you're implying. But, yeah, but with that it's, being, not, it's not at all taking a slight at AB. A- a- it's just saying I'm ready. Like that's reasonable. But Jeremy, like, I, I don't... Jeremy I, I, here's the thing. If it was a situation where he caught a touchdown pass, because there are plenty of touchdown passes he caught that year where, or last year where AB was not in the end zone and it wasn't a controversial play from beforehand, I don't think AB takes that as a slight. If he just says I'm ready, but it was, I get why he 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 talked took it as a slight because I probably would have taken it as a slight too. When it happened, I thought, ooh, that's kind of shady. But you would have taken that, that as a slight. Yes, I, when it happened, I immediately thought mm, he threw some shade at, at AB. I don't think it was major shade, but I think it was shade nonetheless. But with that being said, I think what you have to look at is this. AB right now is ruining his chances at the Hall of Fame. I'm not telling you that he's not going to get in, but I will agree with what Greg Jennings said. Greg Jennings said AB was basically on a path to where he could have just done what he did for a couple more years and he was getting straight in the Hall of Fame. Now, he needs to do what he did because here's the thing. Let's say if Big Ben retires and Antonio Brown does a Larry Fitzgerald where he puts up some pretty good numbers, but not great numbers because he doesn't have really a legit quarterback. People will say, we saw him when he had a quarterback. But now he's he's been the one to say, it wasn't Ben, it was me. People said, hey, look, Ben Roethlisberger, you benefited a ton. He said, well, trade me, see what happens. So now you got traded. And you didn't get traded to a great place. You didn't get traded to. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go along with that. Everybody's kind of down on Derek Carr. I, I'm not telling you Derek Carr is. Here's the thing. Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. I don't think. And second half of the season, Derek Carr played pretty well. Is Derek Carr a top 50, uh, 50% of the starting quarterbacks in the league? Oh, absolutely. In my opinion, yes. I took Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins right now. Kirk Cousins is in the top 50%, though. I mean, I, who, give me the 50%. Like, I'm going to give you 50%. So I'm going to go 16, right? Mm-hmm. Once you start going through the list, you say Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz. Did you say Wendt. Aaron Rodgers twice? <laughs> I don't think I did. Aaron Rodgers is top five. Okay. After Aaron Rodgers. All right, sorry. So, so let's go through that again. Sorry. Brady, Brees, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, Big Ben. Big Ben. Then we'll go Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. This is in no particular order. Um, I'm just going through. Um, I said Russell Wilson. Uh, well, I'm not. Phil, sure. I'm not Phillip sure. Rivers. But like, here's the thing. Like, I, I, if I had to pick a team, I'd pick Deshaun over him. But I'm not definitively saying Deshaun is better than Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, I, like I don't Derek think Carr, that's debatable. Derek, Derek Carr was was like the leading MVP for got hurt two years ago. Three years ago, and he had the greatest offensive line in the league at the time. So, and it, that was so far gone. Like he's played, he's played two terrible seasons since then. Well, yeah, uh, he played one season, one season where he broke his back, and then he played in one. That the next season was last year. No, no. So he had, and and that that season, I can see he broke his back. He had, he had like a verb. Yeah. Like, he he missed a game. Like I'm at the end of the day. He played for a broken back. <laughs> I don't think he his back wasn't complete. He had no surgery on it. I'm not going to say he had a broken back. Um I but here here's what I'll say. Even if we start going through that list of people I would take over him. I would take even once we start and I I I'll name Philip Rivers. Even if we start going through right now, would I rather have Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr? I'd rather have Baker Mayf- Mayfield. 
Would I rather have Carson Wentz or him? I would rather have Carson Wentz. Uh, like there, there's a lot of those quarterbacks when you start looking at it from that standpoint of you may not be able to definitively say, all right, this this guy is the guy, but I would still take them over Derek Carr. Um, I mean, even I, I, I'll put Derek Carr on the level of Dak Prescott. Like that, in my opinion, that's the quarterback he is yeah. right now. He has a lot more talent, but he's a lot less consistent. So he got a lot less weapons. <laughs> no, it, he had he had a Mark Cooper. He had a Marshawn Lynch. He had a lot of weapons on that team. And, and at the end Lynch, of the day, it's, it's not Marshawn anymore. No, I think Marshawn is, is great. I think what happened was Derek Carr looked like a superstar whenever he had an offensive line that didn't give up any pressures, and then when his offensive line collapsed or it wasn't the same they weren't terrible but they weren't the same no they were terrible that here's the deal they weren't they weren't the texans whenever his 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 offensive line was not no longer a you know at the time top two offensive line in the league i think he fell apart i i, I, I will say i will say i think last year their offensive line was just as bad as the Texans. um overall what i would say about no, none of the grades or even watching it even says i mean they yeah, the grades will the, the the both their tackles were rated outside of the top 70 tackles in football. Um, but overall, what I would say is this. I just want to ask you this, Jared. So let's say you you decided you were going to quit your job and somebody who works under you is going to be taking your position. And the day you leave, they tweet out, I'm ready. You're going to take that as a slight? You're the one that said you wanted to leave. It's not like they, like, if he got traded and didn't ask for it, and he's like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, okay, A.B. asked for this trade. But, he Jeremy, if trade. there was a moment where I got criticized, let's say, same same scenario, I quit. But one of the reasons I quit was I didn't like how my boss treated me. So there was a situation where I yelled at my boss in the office, and somebody videotaped it. And then the employee behind me takes a screenshot of me yelling at him in the office. Then but says, that's not what happened. They but, Jeremy, Jeremy that clip. But that clip was Antonio Brown getting open, waving his hand, saying, I'm open. And then they threw a touchdown to Juju. And Antonio Brown didn't go to Juju to celebrate with the rest of the team. He walked off the field. That's what that picture is. And then he says, I'm ready. So even if you, if my employee that works with me takes a picture of a bad moment of me, then says, I'm ready the day I quit, that's shade. And I'm not telling you that I excuse Antonio Brown because he's been extremely childish. But – I'm not excusing Juju and saying, oh, when Juju says, I said nothing wrong. No, no, that's what you did. That's why he's mad at you. That's the shade no, that you no, threw. He, he, he's, he's mad because he won the, because he won uh, MVP of the Steelers. That's the reason why he's mad at Juju. It's nothing else. That that picture there is Juju toe-tapping in the back of the end zone on a touchdown catch. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, I, I we, we can disagree on it, but I don't think there it was coincidental that Ju- Juju scored, was it 10 touchdowns this year? That was the one he picked. There was a reason why he picked that one. Well, all right, yeah, enough about the A, B, and Juju. Um, damn, I hate seeing the Brown Brothers lose. But anyway, um, obviously the end of the NCAA tournament uh, was this past Monday. Um, I can't remember what Jeremy – was it Jeremy called final it? The, board. The, the final board. The final board, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it lived up to the reputation. Um, it was pretty boring. Uh, UVA came out um, with the rings. Uh, what do you guys feel about the overall tournament? I know, I know I, it was so much excitement, I felt like, leading up to the tournament just to, like, not even, like, really, um, yeah, even, yeah. Get to well, yeah. The, the, I was going to say something else, but, yeah. But, um, yeah, let's start with Jeremy. Uh, uh, what do you think about this whole NCAA tournament? What do you think about UVA getting a dub? 
the excitement was really not about the tournament. The excitement was about Zion. Everybody knows it. Everybody was looking up going, man, is he really going to complete this season? Is Zion going to take them to a national championship? That's why Duke's second-round game this year was the most-watched game in college basketball history that was not a national championship game. Think about that. The most-watched. They were playing against UCF, and it was the most-watched college basketball game in the history of college basketball. So, huge deflation with them being knocked out. Uh, the final four games I thought were absolutely terrible, but the actual championship game was very entertaining. I, w- I was shocked at the game. I thought, um, you know, UVA got lucky again. UVA literally should have lost their last three games, and that's kind of the luck you need in order to win. I don't think everybody needs that much luck, but there were so many situations that they should have lost, and teams don't capitalize. Hey, you're up three points with 10 seconds left. Don't give up a wide-open three-pointer. Like, I mean, just just common sense stuff. I was happy to see Virginia win, uh, mainly because, you know, there's a lot of people that have been coming down on the UVA program. Uh, oh, man, you guys can't win with that coach. Because they lost as a one seed to a 16 seed last year, they've always underachieved. But Tony Bennett's a great coach. Um, he's always, in the last, I think, two seasons in the ACC, he's lost a total of four games. So, I mean, he always comes and gets things done. And I, I'm happy to see him get a W. I am not happy to see that we have another uh, national championship contender in the ACC. I was hoping they were just that team that always has a good ACC record and doesn't do anything in the tournament. Yeah, the Shout tough to part, man, I was going to say, tough, tough part for you is um, now Duke is the third most recent ACC team to win a national championship. Um, but let's go into this. Um. Auburn won the game versus Virginia. The game was over. Uh, it was a double dribble. The game was over. But you know why I'm okay with it? Because I'm done with analytics. Look, I think analytics are great. But I think the entire world is being taken over by analytics. And we talked about artificial intelligence and iRobot and all this stuff from Will Smith back in the 90s. We're really being taken over by analytics. Instagram is being taken over by analytics. Facebook is, is taken over by analytics. Link, LinkedIn is analytics. Do you realize the people that you like or the people you accept, they will send more of those people from that industry over to you. So if random people from Enterprise Rental Car that I worked with 20 years ago, not 20 years ago, a while ago, send me invitations, you know what I'll start getting? whole lot of random branch managers from Cucamonga, California, sending me friend requests that I've never met before in my life. You know why? Artificial intelligence, analytics. Let me get into why I hated this in this situation. You are up two points. They are bringing the ball up the court, and Jerome, despite the fact he double dribbled, had a second on the clock and the ball at half court. And you intentionally foul him. Why? So they inbound the ball and they have a second to pass the ball with no time coming off the clock? I'm so tired of people just being like, oh, yeah, you know what? I think we should just start going for two-point conversions on everything. You know what? I think instead of us punting the ball here, we should go for it on fourth and goal, or fourth and two from our own 30-yard line. You know what? Analytics says we should do this. No. Manalytics. You know what? I want you guys to man up and make smart decisions. Don't foul people when it's a second and a half on the clock and the ball's at half court. You know why? That's stupid. I go play LA Fitness ball three days a week. The thing that irks me more is – People that don't get back on defense, that's a different story. And people that don't understand the game of basketball. If I set you a screen 
and you take two defenders and I roll to the basket, pass me the ball. I have a layup. In this case, if you have a second and a half and the guy is at half court and there's two people around him, do not foul. Force him to pass it because there's a second and a half on the clock. Nobody can get a shot off or shoot it from half court, which he did and didn't touch rim. That's why you lost. And that's why in the words of Owen Hart, I kicked your leg, your leg out of your, out leg. your leg. Thought the game was very interesting. Overtime okay. game there. But that's why they lost. Okay. Hey, hey Jared, uh, just a quick aside. If you're open and somebody's getting double teamed, the rules of basketball say you are open for a reason. Um, overall, what I will say is this. At least they don't have to deal with Seventh Woods being their best player next year. You and Seth Ducks. <laughs> hey, man, speaking of, man, I just saw like a little um, little Instagram uh, post from SportsCenter um, at the end of uh, D-Wade's last game in Brooklyn. Of course, we just said Carmelo was there. D-Wade gave his last jersey to Melo. Real, real emo moment for me. Uh, and I'm not even that big of a D-Wade fan, but let's talk real quick, really quick about uh, what you guys think about D-Wade's legacy and where do you rank him all time. Let's start with uh start with Jimmy. Man, Wade is I think he's going to eventually be or underrated. Um I still have Wade as the third best small forward of all or small shooting guard of all time. Um I could see James Harden catching him if he starts to get some rings and starts putting up those numbers. But we're starting to Jared was talking last segment about analytics and we're starting to get into an analytics period where people are going, "Oh well, we'll just look at the numbers. Who has a higher PER?" who has a uh, higher win share uh, that's ba- based on these calculations that blah, 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 blah. I'm about winning and not win shares. Dwayne Wade had one of the greatest runs to a title in NBA history back in 06. He was the person that lured LeBron and Bosch to come there because as much as people say, oh, man, that was a great job by Pat Riley, if Dwayne Wade's not there, LeBron's not going to Miami. Bob Bosch isn't going to Miami. And he was the one that was mature enough to say, hey, LeBron, in order for us to be the best we could possibly be, I'm going to need to take a back seat. I need you to step up. Because I'm not – the way LeBron is, is wired and the type of relationship they have where LeBron is more of the little brother to the big brother, I'm not sure LeBron would have stepped up and taken it if Dwayne Wade didn't step up and say it. Um, that's what happened the first year. They both tried to go back and forth. Well, I'll do this part, and then you do that part. And Dwayne Wade was like, no, you need to step up and take it yourself. So overall, I think Dwayne Wade is the third best shooting guard of all time. I think eventually the numbers game will probably have him ranked a lot lower than he should be. He's a top 20 player of all time, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, you'll start to see people talking about, oh, man, Russell Westbrook averaged triple-double three straight years. He was better than Dwayne Wade. No. No, it wasn't. All right, what I will say on this, I do think he's a top 20 player of all time. I do think his career was ruined by doctors. Uh, the same way I think with Grant Hill. I'll say this. Grant Hill, when he played, literally missed seven seasons of the NBA because they were doing surgery on his ankle. When it turns out the entire time the problem was with his foot and doctors didn't, just didn't recognize where the actual problem was. And Grant Hill at the time was on pace to be a top three player in the league for the next decade. I mean, Jay Billis even says Zion is not the greatest Duke basketball player of all time. That's Grant Hill. That's be to be determined. But Grant Hill was that good of a player. I, th- I, I think the think same. Would, I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't think Zion could be. 
I don't think you can – that type of program, he could never be considered even – He's not saying the best player over – because you know if I mean? you're looking at college, like got, college career is Christian, Christian Leitner. Leitner. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's so many Duke guys. I wouldn't put Col- him over Jay Col- Williams. What, what he's saying, though, is he's not saying college. Careers. I get what he's, he's saying, saying though, like career, most talented. He's saying, yeah, because college career, the best is Christian Leitner. He made four straight Final Fours. But it's like – I could probably titles. name 10 to 15 people. Right, probably at least 10. I would take Battier. All them boys over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as a career, but he's talking about his. Yeah, who, he's talking about he's talking about just over while at Duke, right? Which yeah, and, Zion's and, probably top one or two, three. Yeah, and I, I think the the surgery that was being done on him was in the wrong part, and I think what happened with Dwayne Wade early in his career was before they started having the arthroscopic knee, knee surgeries and the the going to Germany to get the knee scoped and all that kind of thing. He had two surgeries where they went in, did full incisions, and did full knee surgeries on his knees where he basically didn't have much cartilage left. And literally two years later, if his injuries happened two years later, they literally could just drill like a small, tiny hole, put a camera in there, figure out what was going on, and clean it up. And the surgery, that surgery recoveries for both of his surgeries were six months. Those surgeries that they do it now is a six-week recovery. And he would have had all his cartilage there. And I think it derailed his career, which – Obviously, he's a Hall of Fame. Obviously, top 20. But if Dwayne Wade does, and never has those chronic knee problems that he's had because of those surgeries he had, there's no telling. I mean, if Dwayne Wade could have kept that level, I don't think LeBron leaves. I think LeBron left because he looked at it and said, all right, Dwayne Wade is, is a shell of himself. Bosh didn't look like he was ready to step up and be in that role uh, as the number two. And he said, look, I have Kyrie Irving. I have uh, a whole lot of first-round picks that I can convert into a Kevin Love and some other pieces. And he left. I think if he doesn't, I think LeBron – LeBron stays in Miami. I think LeBron is not ring chasing. It's been smart. So with that being said, I think at the end of the day, Dwayne Wade is going to end up being a top 20 player in, in the history books, but there are a lot of guys chasing him. I mean, I think right now, Steph Curry, I, I, I'm not sure if I give him the nod over him or not, but Steph Curry is clearly going to pass him. Um, I think a guy like Kevin Durant's passing him. I think a James Harden's going to pass him. I think ultimately there's players that are on his, his toes that are close enough to, 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 to where. To me, James, James Harden has to win a title in order to pass Dwayne Wade. You're not passing Dwayne Wade without winning a title. Um, I agree. But St- Steph Curry and, and Kevin Durant, in my opinion, are already over. See, and and that, that's I, – I don't I don't agree with that because I think – Steph Curry, you can make an argument. He won, the, he won a title as the best player on the team, which I think he, he was definitely the best player on that team. But it wasn't a dominant Dwayne Wade, Miami Mavericks kind of uh, – Miami versus Mavericks kind of series uh, that he had. But, he had a good he, series, he but it wasn't. A, he, did, he did have Shaq. Um, and, and but Shaq, Shaq was awful that series. Shaq was awful that series. If you look at the stats. Sha- Sha- Shaq, and that, Shaq at any point in time he played with Wade was better than than Klay Thompson's ever been. But, but the rest of that roster wasn't nearly as good as as that roster. I, I, th- I think at the end of the day, Wade had has that over him. But at the end of the day – do I think Steph's going to pass him overall? Yeah, I think KD's going to pass him overall. But um, I, I think the, the thing that a lot of people are leaving out, I think Dirk actually had a better career than than, than D. Wade um, overall. Um, but I, I don't think people are going to give him that credit. But I think Dirk was – I mean, obviously he stayed on the same team, which Wade did for most of his career. But at the end of the day – Dirk was able to to beat a Miami team and beat Kobe straight up, and a, and when he won a, a regular season MVP, he's over him in rebounds, he's over him in points, he's over him in a lot of categories, and and I well, think he overall played an extra four seasons, right? Uh, actually, I think he played an extra five seasons. But with that being said, he was able to do that because he was able to stay healthy. And I think uh, as we don't talk about a lot, I think the biggest uh the biggest ability is availability, and I think availability is a key part because that's the reason the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. Another side topic.
Yeah, I I think overall you have to look at the defense when it comes to that as well. Dwayne Wade was a much better defender than Dirk was. Uh, Dirk was an amazing player. I think Dirk's run was probably the most amazing out of most players in the league because he didn't really have anybody else on his team. But as a career, I would not put him above um, above D-Way. All right, well, that's all I got, boys. We had something. We had that, that topic um, onto to our pre-production list. But um, what y'all got left, man? Any any closing thoughts? Masters, master One. predictions? Let's do that, man. I got my master prediction. I'm going to go... Um, I'm gonna go out on a on a limb, and I'm gonna go Ricky Fowler. I hope Ricky can get it done. I, I think Ricky is a great ambassador of the game, and uh, I would I would like to see Ricky win. But I could definitely see like a Francis, friend, Francesco Molinari winning, or like a John Rom and Tiger. I think Tiger will be in the hunt. I hope he can make some putts. John, John Rom's two head Casey. Yeah, but his head Casey can give you like two sixty twos. You know, yeah. like he like he can like. He could do that, but I if Tiger's putting well, it's all gonna depend on tomorrow. Obviously, we, you know we're we're recording on Wednesday, so when you guys hear it, it's gonna be Thursday. But um, if Tiger's putting well, um, I think he'll definitely be in the conversation because he has he he knows that course like the back of his hand. We all know, so that's my prediction. Yeah, so, what do you guys got? So I'm gonna go with Rory or Tiger. Um, Tiger has finished top five in his last two majors, um, and Rory has finished top six in every tournament he's played this year. So I think those are my two guys. Um, obviously, I think DJ would have a shot he, if he plays well and doesn't fall down a pair of stairs. Um, last thing when, when it comes to Tiger, shout out to my Clemson Tigers. As I said, oh, having the greatest recruiting class in the history of college football coming up for 2020. Just got another, you know, top 25 recruit uh, and my, my, my guy out of Florida. And then right now it looks like we're going to get the number one and number two defensive ends in the country as well as the number one quarterback the number one running back the number two running back and a couple others so um shout out to them i just want to throw that out (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah so my picks are rory and tiger um i gotta pick tiger at any tournament so if i had to pick one i'm gonna go tiger obviously my my rooting interest would be for tiger um obviously rory's the, the the favorite so jared you picked the two most obvious people ever I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think JT's got a um, JT's gonna have a good shot. I think Jordan Spieth at the end of two rounds, yeah. Jordan Spieth will definitely be in the lead. No. I am guaranteed he will shoot over seventy six on on Saturday. Man, That's how Jordan I, I watched I watched uh, Spieth <laughs> I watched Spieth play at Valspar and man, like he would have he would go on like a birdie run, like three or four birdies, and then he would just like hit some terrible shots, and then all of a sudden he would have like two doubles. <laughs> That's that's how you're doing. And and Tiger, Tiger right now is the absolute opposite of what he was last year. Tiger this year is hitting like every fairway. And Tiger so far this season is 208th in golf in scrambling out of bunkers, 208th also in putting. There's like 215 people on tour. Like Tiger Woods' short game has been absolutely terrible. And that's what he was better at last year. He was never really a great putter last year outside of the beginning of the season. But his up and down, his pitching, um, I mean, he was really, really dialed in. So hopefully he'll get it together. Um, one last comment about that. Shout out to, um, I can't even remember the kid's name, that won a tournament last week, Connors, uh, Corey Connors, that's his name. He played the Monday qualifying, whereas 125 people, only the top four get in, qualified, 
and then played the tournament and won the tournament and qualified for the Masters. Yeah. He played the most random round I've ever seen in my life. He birdied four of the first five holes, then bogeyed the next four holes, right. then birdied six out of the last nine holes with a tournament. <laughs> with his girlfriend walking with him for every shot with a yeah. beer. I was like, yeah. that's, that's a great story. But Classic. Uh, as always, listeners, we appreciate you guys supporting us, uh, listening to us, obviously, in another week. Make sure you uh, share, follow us on um, Instagram, Amibros underscore podcast. Um, we out.